How do we know when we are financially free? How do we define that? What is financial freedom really? And what would we do when we get there? Once you have financial freedom, how does that change your life? And more importantly, will you even be happy? We say, you know, hey, I want financial freedom. I don't want this, I don't want that. But would you really be happy if you had all of your bills paid and you knew that that money was coming every month and you had nothing to worry about financially? Would that really bring you happiness? That's what we're gonna talk about today. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Think Rich Radio. It's great to have you joining me for this episode that I know is going to really uh, set some important seeds of how we think about finances and specifically financial freedom as we continue this discussion about what does it take to change our thinking, change the mindset as it relates to financial independence, wealth, and all of these things that the majority of the world did not grow up with. Let's be honest, the top you know, few percent, 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is, the top echelon are the only people that really learned a lot of these important principles as it relates to money and wealth and building wealth and how all these things work. And so for the rest of us, we're kind of figuring it out. But fortunately, we live in a day and age when we can do that. Fortunately, we have access to information and it's the best time in history to uh, change your financial status and change the financial tree of your family. I want to thank all of you for listening and for being so supportive of the show. I've just got some amazing feedback uh, after we launched this just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just we had some amazing feedback. I just really, really appreciate that. I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or whichever platform that you like to listen to. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because I email some of these out and you know, some people, they write back and they can't figure out how to get to a platform. And all you need to do is click on one of the links that I send you. That will take you to a platform. Or just go to iTunes and search for Think Rich Radio. And then you can subscribe right there and you can leave a review and tell me nice things if you don't mind. Or tell me mean things if you hate what you hear, then you can do that too. But uh, anyway, no, I really appreciate it. And if you don't mind, also share it on uh, social media. Help me get the word out. Uh, because there's a lot of people that really need to hear this message. That's why I'm doing it. It's why I do the show, and it's why I share all of these great things with you. Today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about financial freedom and answer the question, what is financial freedom really? What is it really? You know, it's a, it's almost like a, a term that we just flippantly throw around. You know, hey, do you want financial freedom? Hey, get financial freedom. And it's just so overused, and yet it's such an important word. If you go back to episode number two, I talked about the consequences of what I call modern-day slavery. It's financial slavery is really what it is. And the vast majority of the world lives in financial slavery. We were conditioned to be that way. We were conditioned to accept it as normal. That's what the vast majority of society believes is the way that life should be. But I've posed the question here and started asking this conversation and asking this question of why? Why would we have to earn a living? Shouldn't a living be something that we deserve? I mean, squirrels don't have to earn a living, right? And foxes don't have to earn a living. They have to go out and find their food, but that's about it. They don't have to earn their ability to survive. And yet human beings, we do that. And so when we think about financial freedom, what is financial freedom really? 
And that's what I want to talk about more in this episode. Sometimes the easiest way to define something is to define what it is not. And so let's start there. Financial freedom is not money. Money is not financial freedom. Money and financial freedom go together, but money in and of itself does not equal financial freedom. Yes, it's an ingredient. We can't take it out of the equation. Obviously, the need for money, the things that money provides is part of what creates the financial slavery and the bondage. But money in and of itself is not freedom. There's a lot of people who have money. There's a lot of people who have a lot of money, but they do not have financial freedom. So what is financial freedom? I'm going to suggest that financial freedom is not about your job. It's not about your career. And it's not about being your own boss. I deal with this quite a lot in our trading courses that we teach at Trade Smart University, where you know, people are just trying to become their own boss. They just want to have control of their time. But that does not equate financial freedom. Self-employed does not mean financial freedom. Self-employed just simply means that you have however many clients you have. That's how many bosses you have. And you know, self-employed is more like owning a job rather than working for somebody. I mean, I guess if that's your definition of financial freedom, then you could reach for the stars and get there. But that's not going to create true financial freedom in your life. A high-paying job does not create financial freedom. It creates more cash flow. It creates more income. But it does not create financial freedom. Financial freedom is not your inheritance. An inheritance and your stature in this world, that does not define financial freedom. There's a lot of trust fund babies who do not have financial freedom. There's trust fund babies that have gone wild. They, they're worthless to society. They don't serve any real role. Nice things are wonderful. It's great to have the money. It's great to be able to buy nice things and stuff, but not when those nice things and stuff control you. I have a story of a guy who rented one of my properties one time, and uh, he was actually a, an heir to one of the largest poultry companies in the world. That's down in down in the southern part of the United States. And his grandfather or great-grandfather, I forget which one, had started this company. And this man uh, rented a property from us, and they were horrible. They were some of the worst tenants that I've ever had. They destroyed everything. He himself could not keep a job or do anything because he was ruined by money. That's not financial freedom. That's not financial freedom at all. That's not what you want for your own life. It's not what you want for your kids. It's not what you want for your family. So none of these things define financial freedom. So the question is, what is financial freedom? If you go back to episode two, when we talked about modern slavery, I offered this definition of slavery. I said, we are slaves to anything that controls us. We are slaves to anything that controls us. And for most of society, We are enslaved by the need for money. That's why we often think that money equals financial freedom, but it doesn't. Uncle Pete figured it out. Every five years, my mom's side of the family has a family reunion, and about 130 to 150 of my extended family get together. And a few years ago, I sat down at the family reunion dinner 
next to a man who I barely knew. His name's Uncle Pete. And I started talking to Uncle Pete. And I said, Pete, what are you doing? And he, he told me about his little country church out in Oklahoma. Has less than 50 members or maybe around 50 members. And I asked him, I said, Pete, how do you support yourself? How do you pay all your bills with a church that small? And he told me how he didn't need the money from the church, that in the early years of his career, he had figured out if he wanted to do the church work, he needed to have money, so he started buying rental properties. And here he has over 100 rental properties, and it pays him enough money that he can live indefinitely doing the work that he was created to do without the worry for money. Uncle Pete figured it out. Not a high-level education, not a sophisticated man, but he figured it out. Money is just a tool. That's all it is. And so a person can have a lot of money and still be enslaved to the process of getting that money. And a person can have no money, and it doesn't mean that they have financial freedom or financial bondage. It just means they have no money. Poor, broke... Not having money does not equal slavery, and having money does not equal freedom. I'm going to define financial freedom this way. Financial freedom is the ability to live our lives in a way that we can fulfill our meaning and purpose on this planet, absent of the worry and stress related to earning money. Does that sound like freedom to you? Financial freedom is the ability to live our lives in a way that we can fulfill our meaning and purpose on this planet absent of the worry and stress related to earning money. If you could wake up in the morning and know that all of your bills were paid and you did not have to worry about how you were going to get more money to pay next month's bills, would that be financial freedom for you? If you could wake up and know that all of your financial future is taken care of and you could focus on living your purpose and your meaning in life, and you could do that in a way that was fulfilling to you, would that equal financial freedom? And I would suggest for probably 99% of the world it would. Now the question is, how do we get there? Now the question is, how do we structure our lives and our world in a way that we could live our lives fulfilling our meaning and purpose absent of the worry of stress related to earning money. If we can do that, then we've achieved financial freedom. A few weeks ago, I started thinking about this word earn, earning a living. Why is it that we people, we human beings are so obsessed with the need to earn a living? And I started playing with the linguistics of it and, and thinking about what an absurd terminology that we use. Why is it that we have to earn a living? People are not about earning. Well, we've made it about earning, but that's not what we were created to, to do. And when you look at the language and you look at the work week, why is it we get to the end of the week and it's the end of the week, weekend, but what does weekend sound like? It sounds like we are weakened. As in, we are weaker than we started. And you need a day or two at the end of the week to recharge so you can go back into earning this living. Nothing else in nature operates this way. Nothing. But there's a few unique factors about human beings. Humans, people, 
are about relationships. Animals are not about relationships so much. Yeah, they have some, you know, inner workings within their environment, but people are about relationships. We build relationships with other people. We build relationships with animals. We build relationships with our career, with our identities. We build relationships with everything. One of the distinguishing factors of people, of human beings over the rest of the animal kingdom is that people are focused on building relationships, whether we acknowledge it or not. We do it all the time. Animals, they run their program. They run their instincts. And so if the instinct of a animal is to swim, then the animal's gonna swim. If the instinct of an animal is to hunt and kill its prey, that's what an animal's gonna do. People don't do that. People, we think about it. Sometimes we premeditate it for better or worse. But people, we think about it because in our core, people are designed and built for relationships. Another interesting distinguishing factor about people is that humans have the ability to create and to co-create and to build up and to tear down. There are no other animals on the planet that I've ever seen that have the ability to do that. I've never seen a dog or a cat or a pig or a horse or anything else that on its own got this bright idea to build a skyscraper, drew out a blueprint, and then constructed it, and now you've got a big old building standing up from the ground. I've never seen an animal do that. I've never seen animals collaborate to build something out of nothing. Yeah, maybe a beaver, maybe the instincts of a beaver is to build a beaver dam, but that's not to necessarily back up water and provide an ingenious solution to water conservation. That's a human characteristic. People, human beings, have this relationship going on with other people. We have this relationship going on with the planet, with the earth, with everything that we come in contact with, and we have this unique ability to create and to co-create, to build up and to tear down. There's a duality here where we can do good and we can do bad. We can be constructive and we can be destructive. And what's interesting is humans get stuck in this process. We get stuck in this process of the doing, the doing of the work, the doing of the construction, the destruction, both for good and for bad. And our society has rewarded us for the doing part. But we're not called human doings. We're human beings. So what does it mean to be? What does it mean to just be present in that moment? Relationships are interesting romantically because it takes us out of our state and transforms everything in a moment. If you can remember a time when you fell in love and in that moment, what happens? Time stops. For that brief moment, there's no worries about income. There's no worries about what are the consequences. It's just pure love and bliss. We're present in a moment. Not worried about the future, not worried about the past. Present in the moment. What if we lived every day present in the moment? Humans have the unique ability to create a false expectation of the future. And then we call it worry. Worrying about something that hasn't happened, that may never happen, but we get all anxious about something that hasn't happened. That's a uniquely human characteristic. 
because we're focused on the doing rather than the being. I think if we're honest about it, we are the most alive, we are living our purpose the most when we are giving to others, when we are loving others, when we're contributing to others. In other words, when we're building those human relationships, the most valuable relationships, the human relationships. Now, here's the question. Most of us can agree on that, but the question is, why do we not do it? And for most people, the answer is, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. I can't afford to go to that thing and experience that interaction with that person. Consequently, we are giving up the most valuable thing that we have on this planet, which is relationships, primarily because of money, because of the lack of money, because of the need to go earn more money. The thing that controls you is your slave master. So let's play a little game. Who would you be? Who would you be if you knew that the income that you need would always be there to cover your expenses? If you knew that you always had the income above and beyond everything that you needed, who would you be? What would you do? If you had enough extra income to give more money to other people, who would you be then? If you didn't have to go to a job, but rather you could go to a purpose, who would you be? What would you do? If you could define and live your purpose that you feel in your core you were created for, what would that be? How would that look? And then here's the magic question. Would you be happy? Would you even be comfortable living that fully alive? Would you Would you be comfortable if you were so fully alive that you were never worried about money, but rather you were focused 100% on living who you were created to be. Could you even go there? Or have you been so conditioned to be a slave to your job, to your work, to your career, that you forgot what it means to be alive? Financial freedom is not about money. Financial freedom is about not being a slave to a thing that has no real value. Financial freedom is about creating a structure so that we can live the purpose we were created to live. When we say the words, think rich, most people immediately think money. But if we really want to be wealthy, if we really want to be rich, we've got to think beyond money. We don't just think rich, we think abundance. Abundance comes in so many forms besides money. We think about possibility. When you have all of your financial obligations taken care of, how much can you create? How much possibility is there? When we think about rich, we think life. We think about what we were created to do. We think about purpose. We think about our meaning. We think about fulfillment. If I say the words think rich and you think money, we've got some old thinking to break down because In order to truly think we're rich, we have to think abundance. We think possibility, life, meaning, purpose. These are the things that true wealth is built on. Wealth is not money. True wealth is living the extraordinary life that we were created to live. Capture that vision. Capture the vision that we were created to live more 
And as long as I'm a slave to my job, as long as I'm a slave to finances, I cannot be fully alive because I am a slave to something else that's controlling me. If you can't go to your kids' ball games because you have to work, you're a slave to the money. If you can't do the vacations that you want to do and spend the time with the people that you love and you care about the most because of income, you must create financial freedom. Otherwise, you are truly a slave to what that money represents and to the standards that you've created in terms of your standard of living and whatnot. That's why we must solve the money part as quickly as possible. We have to solve financial freedom. We have to solve the money part so that we can move on from being controlled by what our money allows us to do and so that we can start being controlled by what we were created to do, our true purpose. That's what it means to think rich. everybody, would you like to experience seven breakthroughs that changed my life? If you would, I've put them together for you in a series of videos, and it's available on my website at jeremywhaley.com. jeremywhaley.com, and all you need to do is put your email in there, and I will send you these seven videos about breakthroughs, seven breakthroughs that have changed my life. I think they'll change your life as well. So go check it out over at jeremywhaley.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can get every episode directly in your iPhone or whatever listening device it is that you are using. Thanks again for being here, and I'll see you next time.